Right, so this is episode 81, I believe. Uh, to be quite honest, I've lost track, and so has Pete. Well, Pete does his own podcast, and he's lost track of that as well. But um, yeah, I believe this is episode 81. It has been a few weeks since we last uploaded. Um, there's been quite a lot of stuff going on with me, though. So I've um, I've had a lot of what you would refer to, I think, as real-life things um, getting in the way, shall we say, which... Which is a new thing for me, really. I haven't really been involved in what you'd refer to as real life for quite a long time. But um, yeah, I've had, I don't even know how long it's been since the last episode, but there's like, there's all sorts of stuff been going on in my life, a lot of changes um, and things like that. So it's been difficult to hook up with the world's busiest man as it is anyway, yeah. but we we are finally back chatting again. So how are you doing, Pete? Long time no see. Doing well, doing well. I, I miss miss seeing your uh, smiling face. How you doing, my man? I'm very good. I'm very good now. Yeah. I'm um yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of changes and stuff, but it's it, it's all positive. It's just there's a lot going on, do you know what I mean? At the same time as I'm still trying to tie all this stuff together, all the the album and all the the different things that have to be done for that because I think we spoke a little bit about it in previous episodes um how effectively I'm doing it all myself really in terms yeah. of well me Ross and Nicola certainly but I'm kind of the one that's sort of driving it and it's my project which is it's an unusual thing for me because anything like this that I've done in the past there's always been what you know like a a team of people doing things and you don't have to worry about getting vinyls made and yeah. getting cds made and getting books made and costs and margins and all sorts of really boring stuff and the, the brilliant thing what is i mean i know i say i'm doing it on my own but tony tony perry the music manager who is kind of managing this project with me but he's leaving it mostly to me but He's like, oh, well, I, I hope you've done all your sums and stuff like that. And, you know, making sure everything's right. Oh, of course I have. Oh, yeah, the sums. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did the sums? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I did. I've done the sums. Of course I have. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously put the phone down and went, shit, I ain't done any sums. <laughs> Does anybody know what a sum is? <laughs> Googling. What is a sum? Just kidding. Yeah, effectively. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad, really, because I tend to. I tend to bury my head in the sand with some stuff. I mean, especially in the face of what you refer to as real life stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's difficult to. I don't know. Some people can have loads on the go at once, whereas I'm someone that kind of has to put stuff to one side if something else happens. Do you know what I mean? And then I find it, I find it difficult to to focus on so many things at once. So yeah, there's some there's some. The sum's got away from me a bit, but it'll be all right, won't it? It'll be. It'll, it'll sort itself out. It'll sum yeah. itself up. <laughs> well, I've got you know, I've got people going. So, how much is that costing? And I'm like, uh, four quid, and that's just complete guess. And they're like, all right, okay. So, if that's costing that, and that's costing other, and I'm sat there thinking, I don't fucking know if it costs four quid. <laughs> I hope to God it don't cost any more, and yeah. then it'll be all right. Oh, well, you man, must be doing uh, a pretty good job because it's always the part I always get a kick out of is, you know, you and I will spend a lot of time talking about a lot of things and I, I consider ourselves to be pretty close, but you'll, you'll be so close lipped about all these things that are going on. And then I'll see on Twitter, oh, I'm having a live gig in April <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, you what? <laughs> was that an impression of me? Yeah, that was an impression of you. I was like, you what? That, that was actually pretty good, to be fair. That was pretty good. Help. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that, 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 well, I say that came out of the blue. It kind of did to a degree. Um, look, you know, when, when I started this project, it was something that I've, I've always wanted to do with it is to take it into a live environment. But, Again, you know, referring back to what I just said about doing all this on my own, I, I ain't got a Scooby-Doo out of fucking organize anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I said to Ross, the music industry, shit falls down a hill and it just falls together. And at the bottom of the hill, you've got something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I want, I've, I've wanted to take it into a live environment, but that's been blowing my mind in terms of how I would do that. Do you know what I mean? And I think I've been stalling 
or yeah, I guess stalling for quite a long time because it's not just a you know it it's it's more than like a gig. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing it's more like an art project. So finding an appropriate setting and like an appropriate dynamic for what you'd call like I don't know an evening. Do you know what I mean? Is has yeah. been something that I've been struggling with. And also, like I say, just the logistics of it. I don't know how to arrange a gig. Do you know what I yeah. mean? That's, that's that. As far as I'm concerned, that's all done by promoters and booking agents and managers and a lot of shit that I ain't got. <laughs> you should a have like a whole place where each each of the songs has its own room, and then there's like the painting on the wall. And then people can go in like a museum and they just go into that room and that song's playing and the painting is there. And then yep. they go into the next room and then at the very end, uh, or maybe you do that after, but you have like a live gig and then people can go through. I, I'm building the show with you on, on the fly here. Well, I mean, that <laughs> you know, like there's all me and Ross have had millions of ideas about how we could do it. And yeah. like you say that, I mean, that what you're talking about, it's like almost like an installation. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And that would be really cool if we could have if we could have a separate room because it it, it was going to be just the album playback because I've been so well nervous and fretting about how i'd do it live uh, you know at, at little expense because that's the yeah that's the that's the key here there's no tour support like the music had back in the day where you know you never had to worry about anything i mean christ outside some of our gigs sometimes there'd be four massive arctic lorries do you know what i mean like just loaded with shit and you never once think bloody hell i wonder how much, how much all that's costing exactly 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 yeah that's the biggest difference now is, is back in the day i never questioned stuff like that because it were all part of a bigger machine and you know accountants who were watching numbers and you know people who had a much better grasp of how all that worked were running all that stuff whereas now like you say you know what I mean? The Temple News, and when I walked out and saw lights, I'm like, fucking hell, that's going to be expensive, isn't it? How much does that cost? And then you get budget out, and you're like, that is a lie. Someone is lying. There's no way that costs that much. That must have cost double or triple that. And then managers are like, no, 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 no. It, it costs the number that's on there. Like, yeah, bullshit. It um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a case of trying to figure out how to do all this on, you know, in a world where I'm doing it with, with my own money without any sort of tour support or any label backing or even like um proper promoter or anything like that. So that's kind of me and Ross have been having the conversations going, we need to look into this. We need to look into this and both kind of collectively bouncing ideas around and going, I mean, these sound great. They're amazing ideas, but how practical is this going to be? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. because I don't, I don't want it, and it's not going to be just um, the album. You know, just me playing the album. I want because the, the art is such a big part of it. It's been about trying to work out how, how, and we still haven't really figured it out. I mean, we're getting there, but how to display the art properly in a small venue environment? Do you know what I mean? And so that I think that's why I kind of put it out on as a tweet really to see what came back because I don't really know and in my mind I think when someone approaches you yeah that's very different to me approaching them do you know what I mean that's psychologically for me that's quite a different thing um so I kind of put it put the tweet out as almost like an SOS do you know what I mean as if to say look we want to do this we want to have an album playback session and display the art in a cool environment that's not too big. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it is a, it is a niche project in itself. Um, and luckily, Jack Simpson from Hyde Park Book Club came back really quick, and we're just like, look, we'd love to do it. And that and it's a perfect venue because it's it's one fifty capacity, so it's nice and intimate. Nice. Um, and and it's got a stage and it's got a decent sound system, and obviously these are really important things. So. The, I mean, the, the ideas we're working on at the moment is like the eight pieces of art will be on the stage um, behind me on easels. And then I'm kind of hoping we can do, because we're going to do like a whole meet and greet vibe. Do you know what I mean? That's going to be the sort of the vibe of the evening. I mean, you know, just covering the things, there's going to be 
like a full meet and greet, like saying signing session with me and Ross. Um, and then there'll be a live Q and A on stage, um, with me. I'm not sure whether with Ross, Ross will probably run away at that point oh, anyway. Yeah. Cause He'll Ross, be hiding Ross, Ross is terrified. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, there'll be there'll be the art on the display. There'll be the live Q and A, meet and greet, signing session. There's going to be DJs on upstairs, that sort of stuff. Um, because you know, p- p- some people have asked about support and stuff, but it, to me, it's not really that sort of gig. Do you know what I mean? It's more, it's it's really hard to sort of put your finger on exactly what it is, and it's more like a launch evening, really. But anyway. It being just an album playback suddenly turned into me playing the entire album live. Do you know what I mean? So I put this out. Jack approached me and was like, yeah, we'd love to do it. Um, you know, what's the vibe asking me about it? And he was like, are you, you going to be playing the album? And I'm like, well, yeah, on fucking stereo. And he's like, well, aren't you going to play it? And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm really going <laughs> to get roped into this. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I want to do it. I'm desperate to do it. I'm just the world's biggest worrier. No, you got to do it live. That's the whole point. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to be perfect, it. but look, you do those live streams like every week and you don't even barely look up at the camera half the time and it's amazing and you're just jamming. So I feel like, uh, I feel like once you start practicing this kind of like you did with the Temple yeah. Newsom gigs, you'll be like, okay, yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think so. But that's different because I'm in control of this environment. And I'm in it all the time, and I know how all my kit works. Yeah. But suddenly, suddenly, I'm going into a, a situation where I'm like, "Oh shit!" Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? I mean, I mean, like, look, it's going to be full of people who, you know, at a basic level, want me to succeed. Do you know what I mean? It's not like there's going to be loads of people going there. Go on, fucking impress me, then. You fucking useless <laughs> twat. Come on. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's going to be full of people who want to, you know, want to want to hear the record and want to see me succeed. And if I hit fucking shit notes, but to be honest, it's not even about hitting shit notes. Like, so again, talking about bloody budgets and stuff and time, you know, a lot of people have been asking me if it's, if I'm going to have other musicians and I'm not basically it's, it's going to be me with my guitar. And then I'm going to have the rest of the track on like a playback machine. Yeah, and this was, yeah, and this was one of the biggest bones of contention, really, when Jack um, Anthony was saying, "Look, you should play it live." And it's like, "Look, that's all well and good, but you know, a, a reliable playback system, in my experience, is a ridiculously expensive thing, and needs someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Which, and we use playback systems with the music, especially for the third album stuff." Um, because you know you've got a lot of sequences and other stuff and backing vocals going on on that yeah, third even record. Even on the first album, right? Like Getaway and stuff like that had certain yeah, sounds. Be, yeah, I mean Getaway was the only one on the first album that when we played it live, I think. Um, but yeah, back in the day, we had a ridiculous setup. You know, two bloody because whatever setup you have it has to have a redundancy as well. So we had. Uh, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds worth of kit that made up the playback system. And you've got two laptops and they're rooted to all sorts of shit that I don't understand. And that's, that's the whole point that made me nervous about just saying yes to this gig. So when, when, anyway, when Jack and Tony were like, look, you need to play it live. I was like, well, okay, I cannot commit to that until I make some phone calls. Do you know what I mean? To, to try and get some knowledge on the best way for me to do this because as well, it, it's difficult because it's not the sort of record that you could just get other musicians up on stage and play as a band. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not that sort of record. It's it's really layered and nuanced and don't know. It's difficult to dis- to describe really. But yeah, well, it's high just, production value on it. And- yeah, yeah, and the, uh, a lot of electronic stuff going on, and that just doesn't translate. I mean, even like the drums. Do you know what I mean? Me and James spent a lot of time talking about the drums and how they should sound, and a lot of the uh, on a lot of the song. Well, like Dream Twister, it's not conventional drums. Do you know what I mean? We we talked. I I had the idea of the drums being almost like a heartbeat. And sounding much more like that rather than so if you try to play that beat on a live kit yeah it's just it's not going to sound right do you know what i mean and i want to represent the record um properly so yeah it's going to be me on stage on my own with well effectively with backing tracks but so that again i was like well how the hell do we do that 
And, you know, people like, well, it's easy. You know, you just get your stems, you take your guitar out and bounce everything else back in and then use that as your backing track. And I'm like, well, all right. Easy peasy. Yeah, I was doing that. <laughs> I was doing that. Um, so I, I spoke to a few people and I eventually spoke to Rick McNamara, the Wasp, of course, of course, absolute legend, that bloke. And he has absolutely saved my life on this because I was you know how much of a worrier I am and it proper rips my life apart. That sort of worry. Do you know what I mean? Fretting <laughs> about weather stuff. I mean, it, it was like that with, with Temple Newsom right the way up until sort of, we got all the professionals involved. As soon as we got like a whole crew with tour manager and everything, it was like, all oh, right, relax now because yeah, it's like back up. We got this. <laughs> exactly. Because it doesn't play it guitar. <laughs> yeah. It don't feel like it's suddenly all on my shoulders and the ridiculousness yeah. of it is, do you know what I mean? Like there'll be there'll be little questions about like the Kemper, for example, that are just absolutely eating away at me for months. And I've sat there at night going, how, how are we going to do this? How's that going to work? It's going to be a nightmare. It's not going to work. And then you get down to first day production rehearsals and, you know, um, Tom, the guitar tech, we're like, oh, right. So how do we do this? And he's like, when you press that button click, there click. and it's done. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, God, all that worrying for nothing, but. I mean, as I've said before, it's just because I care. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, I spoke to Rick and Rick were like, look, uh, well, I sent I sent Rick a very panicked message. <laughs> just going, fucking hell, mate, what am I going to do? And he was like, don't worry, mate, I'll sort it out for you. I'll help you. And I'll come down on the night and make sure that the system behaves itself. So, I mean, that's just taken so much weight off my shoulders. I mean, he's, he's yet, it, the evening's yet to happen and he's yet to turn up, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be there, otherwise I'll be sending a squad of people to retrieve him from wherever he is because I need I need him sort of sat there. I just, all he needs to do is stare angrily at the machine to make sure it works. Do you know what I mean? Just give it like a fixed to stare as if to say, you better not fucking cut out. Hopefully you know I mean? is not touring. And then they're... <laughs> well, that's it um, because he does stuff with Eva as well, who are doing fantastic. Yeah. Um, great, you know, Nicole, great singer. Uh, they're knocking out great songs and getting themselves on Radio 1. So, you know, Rixer is a really creative bloke and has got a lot of technical knowledge and is a really great resource for me to have for this. Um, so, yeah, I went, as as you saw on Twitter probably, and I'd meal the... Um, socials i went round to rick's the other day and so basically we got all the stems from james because obviously james um uh, mixed and produced it so we had all the stems so yeah then it was a case of deciding which guitar bits i'm gonna play because this was this was actually a similar issue to what i had with strength in numbers so for example like Badlands, similar to Strength in Numbers, like there's obviously a lot of guitars going on. Layers. And yeah. And they kind of cross over each other in terms of which one you would interpret as the main bit. Ah. You know what I mean? I so bet, that was. That could make it complicated. Yeah. And it was exactly the same with Strength in Numbers. And it got to a point when we were rehearsing to do it live where. I just kind of had to make decisions on that. I mean, that's always going to be the case. Obviously, I'm the guitar player. I wrote it. I'm going to I'm going to have to sit down and go, well, which bits naturally lend themselves to being played live? Um, and that was, like I say, that was quite a big issue, sorting out strength. But, I mean, again, I worry about these things, but when the moment finally comes, it's you just do it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, right, okay, well, I'll play that bit then, and then when it gets to that bit, I'll play that bit, and... You know, some of it, I've kind of amalgamated them, especially on strength. There'll be like two bits or even three that I've made into one part. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like trying to get my fingers like, well, can I play that bass note and that riff at the same time? Um, so that, that worked on strength. So, yeah, we had to effectively sit down. Uh, and Rick's got an amazing studio as well. Fucking speakers absolutely rattle your insides. On the um, bigs. Oh, on the bigs. So it was <laughs> absolutely loved sitting in his studio, hearing it properly cranked out. Um, so, yeah, we had to put all the stems in. And for anyone who doesn't know what a stem is, um, especially all the audio tracks. So, you know, put simply, you'll have drums on one track, bass on another track, and then eight, tra eight nine, ten, eleven tracks of guitars or whatever it is, and then synths on another track. Um and you could, you obviously have them. You can have them separate. Sep 
you can have them separated and then load them into um, a digital audio workstation like Pro Tools, Logic, Ableton, any of these softwares, um, you know, music production softwares. And then you can isolate each track, um, yep. you know, each of the tracks within the tracks, what we refer to them as stems. And that way, I, I you know, it would it kind of had to do it on the fly there. So Rick sat there going, well, which parts are you going to play? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, well we're gonna have to mute the bits that you want to play so we just had the tracks playing and i was just like right okay well i'll play that bit and then i'll play the bit above it so you'll have to mute it for the first and unmute it for the chorus then mute it for the first and unmute it for the chorus but i mean all that stuff kind of came together i mean i was there for quite a while it was like three till about one in the morning it took because i thought oh, wow. it yeah, I was thinking, how long is it going to take to go through the tracks and decide what I want to play? It was like, there's eight tracks on the album, so I was like, eh, maybe two hours. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> it was it was a bit longer, a bit longer than two hours. But um, and then the other thing as well is sort of boosting boosting the tracks for what's you know for a front of house system uh, basically because yeah. obviously at a gig you've got a, a big bloody sound system with a ridiculously you know with yeah, really capable crossovers that you can get really low sub frequencies and stuff that you're not going to get out of your laptop speakers or even you know even domestic hi-fi speakers um venue speakers obviously the the frequencies they go down to uh, uh you know they go down a lot lower so it's it was we almost had to do some remastering effectively so it's like a house mix well, you just basically yeah, you're boosting you're boosting all the low end and stuff so that like when the kick you know, when the kick drum and the bass, it's it's gonna rattle your insides. Whereas it when you're when you're mixing and mastering for a domestic, you know, for a record that's gonna be played on like I say, maybe in a car or on your phone even or on a laptop. Your AirPods. Or, yeah, something like that. You you don't need to to have all those frequencies. So yeah. Rick just rolled a load of punch and low end into stuff so that, you know, on the night it's going to, it's going to feel big. It's going to sound big. Um, so yeah. And then what we did is we've lo loaded all the stems. Well, all the, oh. so one, once we'd remove my guitar parts, we then did what's called, uh, you bounce a copy of it without my guitars in. And then that's just a wav. And then that wav um, gets loaded into well, I'm actually using a Roland SPD one, which is like a wav trigger pad. So all I've got to do is smack this thing, and it'll give me a click, and then the rest of the track will play, and then I'll be getting click in my ears, so I'm able to obviously play in time. Uh, and then we had we had a lot of fun trying to work, you know, try to work out where to put the clicks for me to be able to start the song and all that sort of stuff, because it's, it's, it, it's really difficult without actually standing there and playing it. And as much as I think, yeah, well, I, I know what I'm going to do. It, yeah. I'm sure I'll end up doing something different when I actually start rehearsing it. Um, so that, I mean, it was great to see Rick anyway, because it's been quite a while since I've seen Rick. Uh, had a lot of fun around there. He ordered as a curry in as well, sat and had a nice curry. Um, so it was, a, you know, I loved that. That was really oh, cool. so British. <laughs> <laughs> we had a curry. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, uh, met Nicole for the first time as well. Um it was obviously the singer in Eva and Rick's other half. So that was really nice. Uh, it'd be great to get her on the podcast, actually, because they're doing really well. And... She's such a fucking fantastic singer. Uh, we we were just sat doing stuff, and she was in the kitchen, and she just started sort of not even properly singing, just humming to herself. I just turned to Rick and was like, "Fucking hell, you can tell she can sing." He was like, "Hell, <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's that's put a lot of my worries to bed, uh, because I thought I was going to have to spend fortunes and fortunes. And don't get me wrong, the SPD one's not well, it's not particularly cheap. But it's not particularly expensive in the grand scheme of things. Like I say, you can get playback rigs that are ten thousand pounds plus. Yeah, easily. Oh, I'm, you know what I'm mean? surprised. Yeah, but that's not the world I'm in anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm in a DIY world. 
And hey, listen, cool. a lot of people are for that matter. I mean, technology has yeah. changed, as I'm sure you can probably expound on a lot of the stuff you've been experimenting with. But there's, you know, technology has changed from being huge things that are super yeah. expensive to sometimes being, you know, like something that fits in your in your backpack. <laughs> oh, I mean, exactly. I've got a 2,000 pound Delisis Andromeda that I bought in about 2007 or something like that. A brilliant synthesizer. You can get it as a plug-in now for about bloody 50 quid or something. <laughs> Just a digital it's plugin. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So I couldn't even sell it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you said you no, were doing Hyde Park, which is um, that's in downtown Leeds, right? Yeah, downtown Leeds. Or in, <laughs> yeah, it's in it's uh, yeah, sort of in the, the the student area of Leeds. I mean, to be honest, it's not a place I spend a lot of. Well, I don't really go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, Hyde Park's a really happening area, so to speak. And there's a lot going on, a lot of people, a lot of bars and stuff, a lot of clubs. Um So that's not so, in downtown Kipax. That's in <laughs> No, it's it's not in downtown Kipax, mate, no. All right. And then yeah, I know you said something about uh you doing one in Scotland as well and then in London. So what was the decision yeah. there? Well, that's that's something I'm still kind of working on. As I said, I was reluctant not because I don't want to do it, just because of all the stuff that worries me. But I was kind of reluctant to arrange and agree to the Leeds one. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that was made so much easier by the fact that Jack Simpson just said, look, we want to do it and I'll help you all right the way through. Do you know what I mean? I'll, that's awesome. I won't just, yeah, so that's that's why the Leeds one has come together so fast um, because he's been so great in making sure that I'm not, sort of on my own in terms of putting it together. I mean, there's, there's not a great deal to put together, really, but I don't know. It, it's hard to explain, really. It's, once you commit to something like that and advertise it, you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm i the kind of person who always likes to have um, just a little secret exit door. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> just a little door that at any moment I can go, eh, I'm just going to slip yeah, that's it. <laughs> but we are beyond that point now. We're far beyond that point. But yeah, on that note, that is still the plan. The plan is um, love to do something in Scotland and love to do something sort of in the south of England as well. Just to, you know, just because I think I think the, the album, the project, the whole thing, I think it deserves it. And to be honest, now, now I've got this playback system sorted, which I haven't tested and rehearsed yet. I mean, we loaded everything on at Rick's and we tested the triggers and everything were right and it sounded great, but I haven't plugged it in yet and started playing. And the, did the age-old thing. I bought the bloody thing, took it over there, and he's like, oh, we'll have to use my power supply. And I'm like, <laughs> why? He's like, well, they don't give you a power supply. I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> I bought the bloody thing and there's no power. I've got to buy the power supply separately. Oh, that's sick. crazy. So anyway, I need to go get myself a power supply before I can actually reverse. Although it does take bloody double A batteries, so I could always bang a load of double A batteries <laughs> in it and crack on. I think you should <laughs> get a power supply. <laughs> yeah, I get myself a power supply and then I need a stereo Y lead to go into my roadcaster. And then, I mean, like you say, Pete, it will be very much a case of... Because, I mean, reflecting back on that, that helped me so much, you know, the last dance live stream. And we did it twice. Did we do it twice or three times? Practicing the live stream? I think we practiced it once and then we did it once. That was it. Did I do it on my own, though? Because I'm, I'm talking about in terms of be, being prepped for actually playing the gig. Oh, okay. You know, so right? you and I did it. And then but just I just watched you. And then we did it. Uh, we, then we did a practice. You did one in... Uh, in the just for the patrons yeah i think we did it three times in total yeah. a practice okay. and then yeah. a main one and then we did another one a bit after yeah um and that all that was was to you know for muscle memory and that was you fun. know that's why I, that was fun it was fun yeah and that's why i was stood up and had all my pedals out in front of me as if i was on a proper stage and i remember actually fucking i was shitting myself i was like, honestly like before we did that first stream i was proper nervous and I did think to myself at the time, this is really good sort of re-practice for remembering what it's like to, to have those nerves before going on stage and stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you don't remember this? My knob's stuck. I know it doesn't sound right, but nevertheless, my fucking knob's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And then uh, 
I was mightily amused by hearing someone at Glasgow shout, how's your knob, Adam? That was... uh... (laughs) (laughs) But that was my fucking volume knob on the guitar. It just jammed up. So I couldn't even... I I went onto onto bridge pickup and um, I had no sound because I dialed it down. And then when I went to roll it back up, it was just jammed, completely jammed. <laughs> so yeah, that that's going to be the idea. Um, going to set up similar to that and just practice it. Because another thing is, look, like a lot of this record, when I wrote it, I kind of just wrote it there and then, and then played it and then recorded it. Do you know what I mean? So because of that, it's not particularly in my muscle memory. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I just wrote it and recorded it into Pro Tools straight away. I didn't spend weeks and weeks writing it. I mean, you know, that's what that's what was so fun about that process. And, you know, I was so inspired by the fact that I was doing it and, you know, working with someone like James Chapman, it's absolute honor. Um, so now uh, you have you to know, listen back to your own recording and relearn it. <laughs> effectively, effectively. I mean, Dream Twist is an absolute cinch. Um, that's no problem at all. But some of the tracks, not only are there lots of individual bits where you couldn't like latch onto a main guitar part. Not only that, but I yeah. can't remember how to play. I can't remember how to play. <laughs> can't remember how to play the bits anyway. So what might happen is, I mean, I'm quite excited. Well, I'm very excited about it, but. I'm quite excited to it's not going to be a reimagining a reimagining of the album but it's it's not just going to be a carbon copy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it can't be really. Um I'm I'm looking forward to playing around with you know sounds because I'm going to have to sit down with the Kemper and program all eight songs into the Kemper and get all different sounds going and um yeah it's it's going to be a little bit different to how I did it, uh, to how I actually recorded it. But I think that's cool, and it will make the the show, the show or shows unique. And so, yeah, to get back onto that, we are planning to do a Glasgow and a London show, but that's kind of reliant on someone approaching me, really, mm. a bit, a bit like Jack did with the Leeds gig. And I have put out uh, a tweet since saying now that Leeds is arranged. Are there any other venues out there that are interested? And interestingly, I've had I have had a message from someone talking about rough trade in Bristol and Nottingham and perhaps even London as well. Um which would be good. But you've got to be careful, man, because I've got no idea how much demand there is. Yeah. And you don't you don't really know how much the demand there is until you announce the bloody thing. Mm-hmm. So it's and and as I say, I've I've kind of had quite a bit going on in my personal life over the last few weeks. So I've been I've been switching mindsets and jumping between yeah. mindsets. Do you know what I mean? And once the Leeds gig was sorted, I've kind of, it didn't fall out of my head, but other stuff came to the fore that needed dealing with. Um, and to be honest, I wanted to get, I mean, when did I go over to Rick's? It was it Monday, wasn't it? I wanted, I needed to get that sorted before yeah. I went committing to, to you know, to load the shows. But that's that's the thing. The the book club's perfect because it's quite intimate and it's got a stage and we can we can display the art. Because as I say, that, that's, that's a big factor. I want people, and Ross does as well, we, we want people to see the art, but that, that does bring its own problems. Um because that's an, you know, you sat there thinking, well, it's all well and good, but what if someone like trips over and just tips a pint all over one of <laughs> paintings? I mean, it sounds funny, but these are things. It could happen. It, yeah, it could happen, and somebody could and throw a jam jar. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Oh, bloody jam jar throwing arsehole. Jesus Christ. Hit me in the throat, did that. <laughs> Honestly, fucking hit me in the throat. And I thought, oh, you bastard, that really fucking hurt. But I'm not going to show it. I'm not going to show that hurt me, even though, I mean, if I'd have hit me in the mouth, I'd have no bloody teeth left. Yeah. Anyway, we've jumped topics there. Uh, hey, but yeah. Question so, for you. Question. So well, London, Glasgow, and, and Leeds. What about U.S.? See, we've just had these conversations about budgets and you're fucking talking about the US. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Think about it. it. All right. So if you do it in Raleigh, North Carolina, 
which is on the east lived, coast. I thought you lived in South Carolina. One <laughs> <laughs> for uh, me. Shane. Hey, it sounds great, man. Listen. How dare you? <laughs> no, we do it in Raleigh, North Carolina. That means that everybody from Canada, from Florida, from all these other places, they'll come. We'll have a big old party at my place. We'll have a great venue for a gig. We'll have a big American, you know, welcome party and and show for the album. What do you think? Who's paying for my flights? Um, well, exactly. We'll have, uh, let, let me talk to Tim. Let me talk to Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, 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 give me a call. <laughs> Oh, these, uh, these are, I tell you what, right. And it, you know, it's a, it's a good point and it's something that I'd love to do, but people are a bit blinkered to this stuff. Do you know what I mean? People are a bit blinkered to the fact I'm paying for all this myself yeah. and I fucking ain't got an unlimited pot of money. I can bloody guarantee you that. Do you know Just what I mean? The camper, of, you know, we'll get you on a, on a cheap flight. Well, I mean, most of it's been soaked up by making this record as it is anyway. So to then, you know, people going, well, why can't you play this city and that city and that city? It costs fucking money. <laughs> it all costs money. Who's going to pay for it? Do you know it's, what I mean? You can stay at my house. We'll, we'll do it on the cheap. Well, if, if we can do it on the cheap, <laughs> then I mean, yeah, but we'd have to work out a way for me to be teleported to the US, I think, so I don't have to get on a plane. Hmm. <laughs> it's a difficult one. No, seriously, man, I'd love to do something in the US. You know what I mean? Like, well, flying aside, but that that element aside, if I could make something work and, well, you know, guarantee that a few people had fucking come because if I because I am funding it, it's kind of got to it's kind of got to work, and that's the beauty of Leeds is you know it's hometown and it's, it's a small venue anyway, so that's that's sold really well. Do you know what I mean? And I think. I think something in Glasgow would re- work really well, but there's, I mean, there's not been any suitable offers for anywhere in Glasgow yet. Uh, there's been a couple of people interested, but need a stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind doing in-store performances, just me, but like these launch shows where we're looking to display the art in the manner that we are, we, we need to, you know, it needs to be an appropriate venue with a stage so we can have the art like away from people. <clears throat> But one thing, one thing we were sort of thinking is if we have the art on the stage and there's not going to be a load of gear on the stage because it's just going to be, you know, really my trigger pad and my camper, which is quite small anyway. Um, so people can come, come up on the stage and view the art. And then I was wondering if me and Ross would kind of be on the stage and that would be the time that we did the meet and greet stuff. I don't know how that's going to work. I think Jack's got ideas about how we're going to do the meet and greet side of it. But yeah, in my mind, I wondered if we just have the art on the stage at the back and then people can come up and we'll have to, I don't know, we'll have to tape out some kind of walkway, do you know what I mean? And have a little sign saying, look, no fucking drinks on the stage. <laughs> if you come in to look at the art, don't fucking bring, it, bring a drink. Do you know what I mean? Cause no protesters. That's, well, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. Nobody just stop oil pouring loads of shit all over stuff. Yeah, we don't need that. Thank you very much. But Obviously, the Ross's art pieces that he's done, and I don't want him to be worried. I don't want the evening to be ruined for him, like worrying about, you know, the safety of it. And, and you know, I don't know if there's something we can do. Maybe he can just paint like, a duplicate of each one. Yeah. <laughs> Get on that, Ross. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how all that pans out, really. And there's not a lot of... I mean, there's a bit of me that sat here going, oh, it's all right, it's months and months and months away. I'll tell you what, is it fuck? Nothing is months and months and months away as you get no. older, is it? Jesus Christ, eight months goes like well, the eight seconds. The Temple Newsom was the, the extreme exception because of COVID, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think I heard you guys mention April, which kind of made me bummed because I'm like, well, I'm not going. I mean, it would have been maybe if I had a little bit more lead time, but uh, yeah, so I can't make it, which made me sad. But I, I will definitely, I promise you, I'll make the Raleigh one. So, <laughs> well, because yeah, that I mean, Jack Jack came up with the idea. He said, "Look, we'll do a Q and A, and I've got um, I've got a guy who's really sort of good at interviewing, and he'll come on the stage and interview you, and you could even make it like a live podcast." And I just thought, oh, Pete is going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
How dare you? <laughs> exactly. Fuck off, Pete. But all this kind of got arranged so fast. It's a bit of a whirlwind, is Jack, in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I need those pushes in, in the same way that you've pushed me quite a lot in the past into... Sure. You know, in, into into doing stuff which has worked out great, you know, with, with stuff where I'd have sat there, left to it, left to my own devices, I'd have just sat there and gone, I ah, fucking doing that. Do you know what I mean? There's no way that's going to work in my favour. I'm going to fall flat on my ass. But um, I don't know. There's always a theory. If you build it, they will come. And look, you know, I, agree. I don't care. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to bloody pack venues out and sell them out. That's not really the purpose of that. I mean, obviously, I don't want to do it like with empty bloody rooms but and that's the other thing it's not the sort of album where people are going to be fucking diving around and throwing pints around do you know what i mean it's yeah. not the music do you know what i mean which was the sort of thing that would go on there um so it should be it should be a really cool evening i'm i'm really looking forward to meeting you know meeting all the people that want to meet me and I didn't know whether some people had kind of come down just for that vibe, just to get stuff signed. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. if they haven't got, bought the record or whatever. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think Ross is looking forward to it, but I think he's he's nervous as well. But I'm going to be fucking nervous. If he's looking to me for any kind of comfort, he's looking at the bloody wrong person. Do you know uh, what I mean? I can I, guarantee there'll be some music fans there just bringing albums for you to sign just from previous stuff. Let alone, oh, know. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I... I'm, you know, that's absolutely fine. I'll, I'll meet and talk to whoever, um, because I'd have liked to have done a bit of that at Temple Newsom. Do you know what I mean? Gone out and sort of spoke to people, but I mean, a, I was fucking nervous as well. I was very nervous that day and just sat in a sat in a corner, sort of trying to ready myself. Do you know what I mean? But well, to be honest, I don't think this will be any different. I think this will be exactly the same, but. <laughs> Um, I think once I've well, I'm pretty sure as as like we we said like with the last dance live stream, as soon as I as soon as I get my bloody power supply for this thing, bloody assholes, not giving me a power supply. That is low, is that man? As soon as I get that and get some Kemper sounds up, I mean, look, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna worry too much about sounds. You know, what I mean, I'll get some vibey sounds up and just play the fucking thing. And yeah, come on. You know, I mean, you, when I can, you do the live stream, you don't even think about it, and it always sounds amazing. So I'm yeah. sure this is just going to be, you know, no problemo. Yeah, I mean, me programming stuff anyway is a bit of a joke because all I do is I turn it on and go, "Oh, that's that's how it'll do." Yes, I did. Yeah, exactly. Like you could you could audition hundreds and hundreds of sounds and get lost in tones. I'm just like, sod that, man. Do you know what I mean? As long as I've got a nice crunchy sound with a bit of spacey delay. Hey, it's great, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm good to go in that environment. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really do want to do a Glasgow and a London one. But again, we you know, we're we're talking more expense. Um, even just stupid stuff like bloody travel expense. You know what I mean? And and Ross has got to get to and from wherever we're going. Um, so but I really, really hope to to get something going in 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 at other venues, it's just a case of appropriate venues approaching me. I think based off sort of a request a request for people to approach me. Attention, um, all North Americans! If you are interested, <laughs> reach out to me. That includes venues. <laughs> DM me on Twitter. <laughs> well, I'd look like I say, mate. I'd love to do some. I'd love to do some in Japan as well, but. You know, we're talking pie in the sky, really, without any, um, without any, what you'd call financial backing. I'll have to go get me sent out and cut a few lawns to earn some money for fucking petrol to go up to Glasgow. If you go to Japan, you might have to play the people. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that would be really cool. But as I say, that's kind of in an ideal world. But yeah, I, I, there is an element that people do have to understand that especially what I'm doing, it's a DIY vibe. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, haven't got, I haven't got access to a bottomless budget where I can just go, yeah, so I'll play that village and this town and there and hither and yon. But, I mean, to be fair, I, I like certainly from just playing it myself, I'll do that anywhere, really. I mean, it's obviously different when we're talking about displaying the art and of stuff as like the lawn shows. But I'll rock up with my guitar, the Kemper and my little playback system and buddy do it anywhere, you know, in the back of beyond. 
I think that'd be really cool as long as it's a small enough, well, as long as the room size is appropriate to the amount of people in that area that would be interested. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then it'd be really cool because, you know, we did, when when the mu- we did, um, the music did quite a few gigs in Scotland and all over the UK, actually, in what you refer to as non-conventional places. Do you know what I mean? Not just the major towns and stuff. Heck, I was in uh, New York City a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was in the subway. And there was this little skinny kid with this huge afro and like psychedelic pants. And he was wailing on this electric guitar. He looked and sounded like Jimi Hendrix. And he was in the subway. And all he had was a little PA system. And let me tell you something, man. It sounded better than just about anything I had heard in a long time, minus the the music concert. Like I was like, (laughs) I I was just, I could have stayed there for like an hour watching this kid. And he oh, really? was, all he had was his little PA system. He wasn't even wearing shoes. He was barefoot in the subway, just jamming. And I was like, uh, it's some people make it look so simple. Well, that's that's really cool. And that's what it's about for me. Do you know what I mean? As I think for a long time, I was trying not clinging on to, but it's what I know, the sort of big production, uh, no expense spared, just throw money at stuff as a company um, and make shows happen. It's what I know, but I, I really like the, the DIY vibe and sort of, you know, back to roots and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a unique experience for oh, me, yeah. shall we say, a bit. Especially it's the first time I've, I'll have ever been on stage in front of people without the other three members of the yeah, music. That'll be interesting. You know I mean? That's, yeah. Listen, <laughs> you've got it, it, mad skills, mad talent. All you and you've and you've you've shown that you've you've been playing with all these new tech stuff lately on different albums, and it just it, the thing I keep reminding myself like this is the same guy that kills on a guitar, but now he's doing it with different types of machines and just still creating. So that creative vibe that just yeah, you'll you'll do amazing on this uh, on this tour, regardless of who's there with you, or as long as you've got a couple of. Uh, you know, power, a power cord, get yourself power yeah, cord. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty amazing. I wish I could go to the, to the England shows for sure. Yeah, man, I wish you could as well. I wish you could, but it was a very hastily organized thing. Do you know what I mean? It was me and Ross eventually went, Oh, come on. We're going to have to, we're going to have to at least look into how we might possibly do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I really do want people to have an opportunity to see the art, and then obviously that then will lead to an opportunity to buy the originals, which, I mean, when people see them in the flesh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who want the opportunity to 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 snap those canvases up, me being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, Ross, Ross might cut me a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. I'm excited. Well, yeah, speaking of the music anyway, it was really nice to see. Um, it's probably a program that obviously you're not aware of, Pete, because it is a, a, a British program. But there was um, one of the experts on the repair shop had a, the music hoodie on from from the Temple News, I'm sure. I don't know if you saw my tweet about that, but I was blown away by that, man. I thought you meant a literal repair shop. So this is something different. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a it's a TV program called ah, the okay. called the repair shop where people bring in items from you know their, their childhood or um, family items that need restoration and there's always like a bit of an emotional story alongside ah. the item. It's a great pro, really. It's a great program actually. Like the human element of it, it's really interesting. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden my phone lit up and there's just tons of people going, oh, look at this guy's got a music hoodie on on the repair shop. You're like, oh, that guy's got good taste in music. Get in. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, yeah, I mean, if anyone is wanting to come to the lead show, I haven't checked the ticket sales in a while, actually, because as I say, I have been um, dealing with some real life stuff, but I think there might be a couple. Last I looked, there were 20 tickets left. So if there are people who are umming and ahhing about whether to come to that show, um, I'd I'd get on it quick to to make sure that you get tickets. But as I say, hopefully we'll be doing other ones. I just don't know if they're going to be in the same format as what we're going to do at the Leeds one. I think the Leeds one's going to be a little bit more special, do you know what I mean? Because it's going to have the, the Q&A and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it, we, we, we've got a definite opportunity to do display the art in the way that we want so that's definitely going to be a special one um the u.s one yeah. will have q a and barbecue so just saying oh, that might be the best one 
Um, yeah, if like I say, mate, if 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 uh, there was the opportunity to play in other territories, shall we say, I I wouldn't necessarily turn it down. Although I might have to be smacked over the head with a bat to get me on a plane. <laughs> Start pricing ferries. I wonder how long it takes to sail to America. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so on that note, anyway, um, I think we'll call it a draw for this episode. And ho- yeah, I mean, I know you're really busy at the moment, Pete. And as I've as I've explained a little bit, I've I've been really busy, but hopefully things will start to settle down a little bit now. Um, and yeah, hopefully we should be able to do some more podcasts, get some more guests on, talk about some more stuff. Because I still love doing this. I know, I know the output is not the same as it was, but as I say, when you know, when real life gets in the way, difficult. I mean, I had an interview lined up the other day, and he wanted to do it at half ten in the morning, and I didn't sleep all night. Do you know what I mean? Because I had all these worries in my head. Yeah. I literally didn't sleep all night, and I had to message you. Well, I completely forgot. I just, it, it just completely went out of my head, and then he was messaging me at like ten, and I'm still, you know, still trying to go to sleep at ten a.m. <laughs> And he's like, you ready for this interview? And I'm like, oh, God, I, I, I felt horrible. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's... Well, it does. And that, that's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, And I'm sure everyone out there understands when life starts kicking you a little bit and there's, you know, um, things change, don't they? And stuff falls out your head. But I'm I'm not known for, going, for forgetting about stuff like that. But, yeah, I just had to text him and say, look, mate, so me and Somnia has decided to to wreak havoc on me so I'm not going to be able to make this interview but I've rearranged that anyway um so yeah hopefully we'll get into the swing of doing more of these I know you're running about here and there and everywhere looking at houses and god knows what else you're doing but <laughs> yeah we will we will make we will make sure there's more podcasts but um also as well obviously for 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 patrons out there my musical output is going to go through the roof so like now and I've already I've just put out like a a brand new thing yesterday starlight which is the first thing i put out in quite a while to be fair um really good too yeah thank you mate thank you so there's going to be i'm I'm on a bit of a creative uh role so there should be a lot more musical output so what it might lack in the odd podcasts certainly for the people who are you know supporting me financially or whatever they're still getting they're still getting new they're getting new songs and streams and stuff so yeah, but obviously the podcast is still a priority and we'll be getting on that because you know, it's a great way to connect with people um, and I still love doing it. And even when I think, oh God, what are we going to talk about and stuff, we all, you know, we always manage to, you know, it always sorts itself oh, yeah. out. But yeah, on that note, I am rambling a bit now. So um, sorry, there's been a bit of a delay and thank you to everyone that, that still continues to listen and uh, yeah, and supports the podcast and that really really appreciate it and um yeah so thank you pete for for joining me on this one and um yeah we'll speak to you all later thank you